Welcome to CooperCast, Blonde on Blonde Part 3, The Songs. This is your host, Al's web accomplice, John Sachs. In this episode, Al talks about some of the songs and how they came to sound the way they do. Rainy Day Women. Bob decided while we were running it down that he wanted to have, I think, a, a trombone and a, a trumpet on it. So uh, there was a very funny moment that came before that when we were recording, you go your way and I'll go mine. He said, can, can we get a trumpet player? And the bass player said, uh, I play trumpet. I play pretty good. He said, yeah, but you got to play the bass. He said, I can play both at the same time. And, and uh, Bob and I thought that was a joke. And, and Bob said, well, what do you mean? He said, uh, what do you want the trumpet to play? And I said, probably that So with his left hand, he hit the neck of the instrument with his finger instead of just holding it down and playing with his right hand. And because it was a a simplistic bass part, bum, 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 bum. So he's doing that with one hand and with the other hand, he's playing the trumpet. So he's going bum, 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 at the same time. And, and, uh, and so when he showed that to Bob, Bob said, I gotta take a break for a few minutes. <laughs> So I think he had done this before on sessions. I don't think he made up that he could do it. I think he had had to do it. And most of these guys came from the same band that had played as a, a rhythm and blues band in the South. And this was kind of rhythm and bluesy. An another time when we did uh, Everybody Must Get Stoned, what's the actual name of that song? Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35. Bob said, I'd like to have a, a trombone and, uh, and you could play the trumpet, right? He said, yeah. So uh, it was about two o'clock in the morning. I, it, so uh, a bass player asked him, uh, you definitely want a trombone? Bob said, yeah. He said, uh, I'll be right back. So he said, he'll be here in 20 minutes. And this was, you know, like two two, three, four in the morning. And the guy had a fucking shirt and tie on. He played the song. He was out of there in a half hour and he thanked everybody. I mean, we, we already had the trumpet for it and they were playing the same part. So it was very simple for him to learn it. And we ran it about two times and then we recorded and we probably got it the first time that we ran tape. Charlie McCoy, Played um, bass and trumpet as well. Blah, 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 blah. That's the horn part from Rainy Day Women. And I think I might have suggested it. Or when the, maybe in the first takes, I was yelling stuff out to be funny. So I suggested to Bob that, uh, that everybody could, you know, make it like a party or something. It suited the song. And... Um, he didn't have a problem with that. I think there's, there may be one place where Bob laughs 
Well, yeah, it was ad-libbed, but um, not without Bob's uh, okay. I always assumed that 12 and 35 referred to take 12 and take 35. Never assumed that. Did you always play organ? Did you ever play piano? I doubt I played piano because the piano player was fantastic. See, that's what's really good about Blonde on Blonde. You can't say, you can't say any bad words about the piano because he's the greatest. And I, you know, I had my hands full on that record because of how he played, especially like on I Want You. Next song after Visions, Johanna, was Sooner or Later, One of Us Must Know. What do you remember about it? Just that, that I was floored by the piano playing. It was just amazing piano playing. And I, I could not have done that myself. I really admired it. That is exceptional piano playing. Well, by this time, we really knew each other. And this was a session which was in New York and wasn't in Nashville. And it was a session I was just visiting again. And I asked if I could play because I thought I had a good part. And it freed Paul Griffin to play that stuff that he plays because I just held chords down and he could do all that stuff. It was great. And I was right, we were right next to each other. So it was actually thrilling for me to, to hear and watch him do that and to give him the room to do it. And I was, like I say, I just went to visit. I didn't think I was gonna play. Stuck inside a mobile, kind of after every line Dylan sings, you do a little thing on the organ to echo that line. It's lovely, it's gorgeous. I just fill the holes. I know, but you don't, you fill them nicely. You don't fill them with shit. <laughs> That's why I'm there. Leopard skin pillbox hat. I, I remember the song. It was just a slow blues. After leopard skin pillbox hat is just like a woman. So the early in the morning ones were the, the, the slow, just like a woman. Could have been one of the songs we did at five in the morning because it was that was the time to do it. And I don't think we could have done it if it was the first song of the day. So usually it was one of the, a song like that, that we do at five in the morning. And it sounds like it. Da 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 Then we have fourth time around. There's two guitars playing, two acoustic guitars. Well, it's a cross between four four and six eight time signature. You could count it either way. Second last song in the album, obviously Five Believers. And the thing that jumps out about that song is that Dylan didn't play the harp. Somebody else played the harp on that one. The bass player. McCoy. And there you go. So it was Charlie McCoy on the, on the harmonica. So mm -hmm. how did he even come up that Dylan, that somebody other than Dylan was gonna play harmonica on a Dylan song? He would ask him. And the last song in the album, Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands. That was definitely a closer. Again, I would claim that the organist would ties that whole thing together. That's my job. Like when I listen to it, I don't really hear, I hear the drums and a bass. What do you, I don't even, what do you think Dylan was playing? 
probably a acoustic guitar. I remember that because it, it might have been the last song we did. And usually um, Bob's wife would show up then at the end, around, you know, six in the morning. And I, I, th I recall that she really liked that song. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed playing on that. There was a lot of room for me to do what I do. From the time that we start doing yeah. the song, the songs go through incredible changes in arrangement, in words, in music. And those changes would come largely because of what Dylan wanted, but would it also come from you guys in the band who would say, I think maybe we should try this? Yeah, but very rarely. We would just try it individually. Everybody decided what they were gonna play. And then Bob would have suggestions or, or uh, another musician would say, why don't you play this with me, this particular lick like that? And then the arrangements would come together. I read somewhere that Dylan said the sound he got on Blonde on Blonde was the best sound that he ever got. I can't argue with that. Who's going to argue with Dylan at that point, right? Who's going to argue with Dylan, period? This has been Coopercast, Blonde on Blonde Part 3, the songs brought to you by Exceptional Piano Playing. Look for more episodes coming up and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about any podcast distributor. And tell your friends.